0: Welcome to The Process, episode number nine. We're going to go ahead and get started here. You got me, Colton Wright, and also Carlos Hidalgo. Welcome back, buddy. Um, I know recently you've been having an incredible run with your organization right now. Your org is bringing in about $250,000 every single week. Absolutely crushing the game. Um, but recently, in the past couple of months, your local office has been struggling. Um, so in, in saying that, it's been seen an uptick the past two weeks. So why have you seen the uptick? How have you turned it around? What are you doing differently? Carlito, what is working for you, buddy?
1: Thank you, buddy. And, and and welcome to to everyone listening. I feel like we haven't been on in a minute, but it really hasn't been that long. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you feel that way, Colin. I think we've just had a lot going on the last week and a half, two weeks. It's been busy. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, yeah, my local office definitely hasn't been where where I would like it to be. Um nothing nothing to brag it out brag about um at all and it's easy to to go numb to it or to go blind to it or just kind of not worry about it once you get some o'brides coming in and you still still making money and this is the issue that grant cardone or, or any successful person that's trying to teach about money usually talks about where you never want to give up your your first flow of income your mainstream of income and for a lot of us listening that are that that are in our business or that are owners are in a business it's 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 running a local office that's our 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 mainstream stream of income um and, and we need to keep it alive we need to keep it going we need to make sure that that revenues revenue is coming in and i kind of just looked at it as you know i'm going to get outside promotions one way or another my local office is just kind of covering my expenses here locally and then my overrides are, are bringing in the money um, right. which isn't the right way to look at it. Um, but I, but what I've seen is is what's kind of inspired me is I've seen your P&L. Um, and Roth has that group chat with a handful of you guys and you guys all send in that, that P&L and I'm looking through it and it's just like exciting to see the amount of money that some of you guys are making on a weekly basis. And I'm like, fuck man, there's no reason that I can't be making that on a weekly basis on top of what I already make on on the override. So... Man, I don't I don't I think the the shift is just putting a focus on it. <laughs> it's just giving it some attention, talking to to leaders inside the office. And I have um, a girl by the name of Carmen who helps me run the, the local office. But really it's just empowering her more, encouraging her to to help out with the team and spending a little bit more time with her, and then she's kind of the one running everything. Once you learn how to run a local office, like once you learn how to make it produce, like it's not like it takes a lot of time to to even have someone else do it, you just kind of, kind of got to guide them in, in the right direction. 100%. Um,
0: no, you, you say what, just like with anything we hear, right? What you focus on expands, right? So naturally um, because of your level of competence in running a local office, it's easy for you to just um, start focusing on it again and then start to expand um, and start to grow like it is. But if there was one or two things that you could say you truly focused on while running your local office, what would that be?
1: That I truly focused on. Um probably just <clears throat> giving and and I guess I know Carmen's listening, so she'll listen. So shout out to Carmen because she does everything. Um, she does basically everything, but giving her like a vision or a goal to run with. And she's okay. and you can, you know, if whatever leaders you have, like our our main job is almost always to just have a vision and have a goal and, and get people to see it. And then right. just guide them in, in the direction towards that goal, towards that vision. So I think just setting a goal, setting a vision for the office, um, and for us, that's been to ten, get to ten k and and profit after expenses, um, and we just got to under six grand in profit. So a little bit over four grand more left to go, and then and then we hit the goal. Um, right. So what? Then and. and the reason I came up with that goal is just you were hitting it consistently. I saw you getting 10 grand in, in local profit. And I'm like, fuck, man, there's no reason why I can't do that. Cynthia's right next to me. She's doing anywhere from 7 to 10K in profit every single week. Right. Um, there's no reason why I can't do that. And then what she does on a daily basis is she just makes sure that people get on the board. She just holds the line, holds the standard, talks to people about like, hey, this is what we need to do every single day. Like it's not acceptable yeah. to do any less. It's not acceptable to suck. Like there's no excuses. There's no reason why bare minimum. You can't,
0: you can't do this. And it's just talking about it over and over and over. 100%. Um, and, and it's so simple as to just repeating yourself over and over again. Um, I've run the impact of from Above the Line Behavior by Urban Meyer at least probably three times just uh, in the month of June, just to make sure we can continue to raise those standards. And um, we actually just raised the standards in our local office as well, um, just to make it a little bit harder and a little bit more challenging just because the amount of heads that we have in the office and uh, how overstaffed we are, it's a great problem to have. But if we're not raising the standards, then we're kind of almost having people for no reason, right? We want to make everyone better at the same time. And
1: let me ask you, do you feel like, because people ask like, well, what exactly do you do to hold the standard? And I, for me, I feel like it's just to talk about it and put it at the forefront of people's mind. And then obviously if you have the leader's, that are willing to be the example, they just go out and do it, but they'll mainly do it because they have someone that's giving them that vision and giving them that goal. And like, okay, this is what they need for the office. This is what we need. Like this, I'm going to get it done. Right. And then it's just continuing to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is either you going out and leaning from the front and being the example or having someone that, just like you said, that can be the example for your team. And in order for you to have someone that can be that example for your team, you have to have their respect. Um, and right now I have four or five really, really solid leaders. They're going to be owners of my office. And I know they they would do anything for me. Like they, they respect the hell out of me. And I earned that respect, right? And, and what they saw now or what they see now, me going to the field probably one or two times a week compared to me going to the field four or five times a week whenever they first started. The reason why I still am able to maintain that respect is because I'm able to step away and let them manage their teams. Um, what I've done in the past is, i I become really, really involved and I'm really involved in their team the entire time. And because I'm so involved, I'm not the one managing their teams, right? And my first time ever doing this and actually stepping out and stepping away and letting them kind of do their own thing was with Corey. And he's been a huge success because of it. And so I've learned from that. And now I, I almost feel like I'm not disengaged, but I'm just sitting back and watching the conversations happen and just taking notes. Literally, probably, 50% of my mornings now is just taking notes on conversations. Um, All I do is I just walk in, shadow a conversation, wait till the office leaves, and then coach my level threes. And I coach my masterminds. And I coach my level threes and masterminds to better run the office the next day. And all I'm doing is just stepping back, taking notes, reevaluating and reassessing, and then going for the next day. And then I just coach them on these things. And the reason why I'm able to do that is because of how great a relationship and how much respect we have between each other. And also too, they're great examples. They're incredible examples um they the standards they're setting for the office or honestly they're raising the standards even higher than i i was almost timid to to raise the standards that high but um by them holding the standards holding the line i'm just like okay let's do it uh, if you think it's the right thing for the office then let's run with it we'll see what happens
1: yeah and that that example piece that's always you know i remember roth talking about it a lot back in the day like there's there's two things that a leader needs to do and that's just the to be an example and build belief in people, and most people don't have a business big enough for you to be able to point at other people as the example. So your only option is to go out there and, and be the example. And if you're the 100%. example, you'll build belief in people. So really, your only job as leader is to just so be lucky. an example, be an <laughs> yeah. example to build to build belief in them. Um, so yeah, no, that's that that's kind of cool. I think that's the that's definitely the takeaway for people. You need an example, and then everyone will will just follow suit
0: hundred percent. And a couple of things that we focus on to be the example. Number one is whenever you walk into the field or you walk into the store is your mentality should be, I'm not here to work the hours. I'm here to get freaking sales. Right. Obviously, whenever you're in the store, you're clocked in. That's what you're doing. But I'm not going to leave the store until I freaking make my sales. And whenever the mindset shifts from I get paid hourly to I'm here to make as much money as possible. That's when it really clicks for somebody. That's when I see that <clears throat> transition. Of, hey. Uh, That's like the first spark of entrepreneurial mindset, in my opinion, is they're like, hey, I can make as much money as I want, as long as I can actually put the time, energy and effort into it. And I get rewarded for that. They realize that it's what they get paid for that merit base, that meritocracy. And that first realization of that is that first step to entrepreneurship, in my opinion. And we have a bunch of just young, hungry, hungry guys and girls in my office that just want to make as much money as possible. And because of that, man, they just are they're. Their, their work ethic is insane. I don't have to go to the field and question them, like, hey, why aren't you working? It's, hey, you should go home. Right. And I'm like that, to be able to have that problem is an incredible problem to have. And that just comes from the leaders in the office. We have 40, 44 reps in the office right now. And they were able to look at the seven leaders that are absolutely crushing it, really, really five top leaders are absolutely crushing it and see these people and their paychecks. And like, I'm going to get to that position, I'm going to be there right? They're not even looking at me and saying, Hey, I want to be there. They haven't gotten that far yet. They'll get there eventually. Right. When the level threes are like, i want to be a cultural position. They're just like, I want to get to level three position. So it's cool to see the transition of, of almost just growing up. It's like that phase of a child growing up. It's the same concept for the employees is they're just naturally growing up, growing up, becoming bigger, better thinkers, and also learning how to think for themselves instead of telling them what to think, they're learning how to think, which is an incredible process to see and transition to see.
1: Yeah. And, um, Watching people grow up and and you've probably heard me talk about this before that I think that's one of the the coolest things about the business is you see people start where you started and then you see them growing up or developing in the business, and you see them going through some issues and you try and help them out and get them to avoid as much issues as possible. but I, I don't know I don't know if you've if you've been watching some of the videos or maybe it's just been me. I feel like I've seen a lot of Andrew Tate videos or been listening to a lot of his messages where he's talking about how people need to go through adversity and they need to go through the struggle. And this is going to turn them into the individual that they need to be like, you're a stud because of that whole issue that you had where your whole office blew out, where you were driving back and forth between Fort Myers and, and, and Miami. And there was nothing really to show for it in, in the moment. Roth is who he is because of all the issues that, that, that he's had to deal with. And, and I don't know, I love that idea of like, if you can shift your perspective on on issues, and and I know this isn't that relevant to what we were talking about, but it's just what my right. mind's on. Like, if you can shift your perspective on on the things that are happening that aren't exciting right now, if you can shift them to like this, all this is is turning me into the individual that I want to be. All this is is turning me into the hero that that I want to become. Because we all right. watch superheroes. We all watch superhero movies and, and any movie, the main character, if you, for the girls listening, you watch a romance movie, and at the end of it, like you, while you're watching the movie, you know everything's going to end well. What's exciting right. is, is, is trying to figure out, well, what happens in between. We know exactly. Batman, Superman, they're going to save the day and, and the, the main character is going to win. Like, what's exciting is everything that's happening in the process and how they're going to overcome everything. And it's the same thing for, for everyone in life. Like, if you just sell yourself on this idea, if you just 100% believe that, like, at the end of your book, it ends with you winning. Everything that else that's happening in between is just an exciting part of of the story. One hundred percent.
0: It's just a part of the process,
1: right? There we go. It's part of the process.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Wait. awesome.
1: That was episode. What was that? Nine? nine. Nine. All right. We're gonna we're gonna end it there, guys. Thank you guys for 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 tuning in. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube all the places we're at. We appreciate you guys following and listening and we'll see you guys next week.
0: See you guys soon. Bye.